welcome back to We Are the Batman. I'm Mike. And this is Matthew. So, guys, like, I don't know. We've said it a couple times, but we don't always do these episodes week to week. Sometimes we like the bank stuff, uh, especially if we know we got stuff going on. Uh, last week was our monthly Batman movie breakdown, which was great because I was on the road all week and we weren't going to have time to record anything anyway. <laughs> um, and also, we both just have lives. And so occasionally stuff gets missed. Um, so we're doing a little catch up on just some things that have uh, gone down in the last few weeks that we've maybe not had a chance to comment on that we just we want to go over um not to mention the fact that uh shazam fury the gods is finally on hbo max that's what i'm calling it i don't care what they change the name of the app to it's stupid i'm just gonna call it hbo max <laughs> um and but anyway so matt was finally able to see it so we can we can actually sit down and talk about it uh before we get into all that because it's been a bit since we've we've talked matt how you doing i'm doing good man i'm 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 hyped for some upcoming films. Like it's been a while since I've been excited about movies coming out. So for the first time in probably almost a year, I'm like, dude, I think I have something to watch nearly every weekend for the rest of the month. Yeah. So it's good stuff. We're getting into the summer and it's, we already knew this was going to be a packed year movie wise. Um, so yeah, good, good, good stuff. A lot of stuff coming. Um, well, let's let's get some of the this is kind of some negative stuff out of the way first, but not negative, but just not happy go lucky. Uh, a couple things from James Gunn's Twitter. Uh, so uh, there were some rumors that were going on a couple weeks ago about uh, actors who'd been auditioning for roles, particularly with Superman Legacy. Um, and uh, James Gunn basically came out and and said uh, two things. The first thing he said was. Um, uh, for everyone asking, I would never comment on who is or isn't auditioning for a role. That's the actor's business only and isn't something I'd make public unless they did it first after the fact, like Glenn Howard and or Zachary Levi having auditioned for Star-Lord and being top choices. For now, only one person has been cast in Superman Legacy, and it isn't any of the regular players in the Superman world. And again... He keeps ending his tweets with a merman, little mer- male mermaid, mermaid man emoji, which just has me thinking there's something going on with Aquaman because Aquaman 2 is still set to come out in December of this year. We've seen nothing from it. And that makes me think that post Flash, something's coming with Aquaman. But. Regardless, James Gunn is is commenting on or uh, commenting on not commenting on audition rumors. Um, a couple days later, he followed that up with "I'm getting barraged with bullshit, bullshit DC rumors this morning." I'll just reiterate the general rule that rule not to believe anything unless it comes from me or Peter. That's Peter Safran. But unless it's especially egregious, I'm going to slow down on calling shit out. Sorry, I know it's one of my favorite traditions. Um, <laughs> and then he goes on. He does a lot more commenting on why, um, you know, people are making up lies just to get attention from him and to get clicks. He doesn't want to encourage that. Yeah. He's, he said, I've read 100 rumors this morning. One of them is half true, so I don't want to be used as a way for people to throw nonsense at the wall until something sticks. And number three, I'm storyboarding Superman Legacy and don't have time. Have a great day. Again, little mermaid man emoji. Yeah. Um, which I love that the first thing somebody replied with is, you're storyboarding based on the first draft? And he was like, it's far from the first draft. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a yeah. dumb fucking comment to make. Um, <laughs> sorry. But uh, so, yeah. So I think what we're going to have happen is a slowing down of James Gunn's favorite pastime, which is calling out all the bullshit that comes out. Because he's right. What's going to end up happening is people are just going to start throwing shit at the walls until something is accidentally correct. Um, that is, and yeah. like he's actually working now. Yeah, he's busy. <laughs> he's busy. Well, because, you know, look, Guardians is pretty much done. He yeah. wasn't really actively making anything per se. I mean, I know that they do a lot of yeah. post-production well, there was a lot of pre-production going on while he was touring the world for Guardians promotions. They, he's been traveling yeah. all over Europe and Asia, and he, he he said right before Guardians 3 came out is the script is done. It's now in the hands of set and costuming and production design. I, I got to go promote this other thing. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's where I think, like, you also had that point of, like, Dude, I'm actively making a movie. Actively making a movie that he has to watch his step with because can't do any story adjustments. The last I'm not sure about that because as far as we know, he's the only one credited with writing on this. So and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure how James Gunn works into the WGA strike right now. Because he is a studio head, I'm not sure, because this is out of my realm of understanding, I'm not sure how that plays out with him. The My very limited understanding of it is he can have ideas, they can go forward with those ideas, but he can literally not put pen to paper. Because somebody has to be credited under the WGA for writing the script. It, okay. It's and I, and I say that more because, again, I think I said it last time, is like, I remember... I'm one of those guys who watch everything on on DVDs. I love behind the scenes stuff. And Hell yeah. um oh my gosh, his name escapes me. Michael Bay talked about mm-hmm. that the writer strike was going on while they were developing Transformers 2 and that they just yeah. had to they couldn't stop. So all they did was everything possible before the writers before as the ride truck is going on so they create did all the designs built all the sets everybody's training everything is in set and then once the rider strike is over they're like here's the ideas go do this and then they move forward now that does explain why that script is horrible <laughs> but but it also doesn't excuse the rest of the transformers movies either <laughs> hey hey, hey. <laughs> i will i will moderately defend one and three the rest of them are kind of out of my hands well, the last 40 minutes of three are are pretty good yeah everything outside of that is hot garbage really weird um no but i think so with that in mind is like he can come up with my understanding is he can come up with ideas he just can't mm. put pen to paper so at the same time that's why a lot of companies like hey this writer strike is happening churn 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 mm. once we have a finalized quote unquote finalized script you can do everything else in the movie. You can build well, that's the sets, you can do all that other stuff. You could storyboard it to death. He could do all yeah. those things. But when I don't think, if memory serves, I don't think you can roll cameras because you technically have to have a writer involved well, while they're writing, while they're so, making a movie. So this, this plays into the point I was going to bring up, which so the current rumor, again, I don't know how true this is, but is that, with 
because there's I, there's I don't think there's any confirmation that Deadpool three has even begun filming yet. Um, I mean that was only announced a few months ago. Oh my god, it was almost a year ago, wasn't it? Shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, the current rumor is that because of the strike ryan reynolds is not allowed to do any improvising on the set of deadpool 3 that it has to be adhere to the script as it is i'm not sure how i i i can see that being true but again i also don't even think they've begun production on that yet um but that also brings up a point about the first deadpool movie kind of to your point which was you know, people don't seem to remember Deadpool was having its budget continually slashed mid-production. Yeah. Like, they kept being told while they were shooting, hey, we're not going to give you the money. We're giving you less money now. To the point where they were no longer going to give Ryan Reynolds money to have the writers on set. So he ended up paying the writers out of his own pocket because he was like, I need them here. I can't not have them here. Yeah. Um, so, so kind of, kind of the point you made earlier about, yeah, like, yeah, you got to have the writers on set because you, 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 it's not until you start shooting something that you might realize, ah, you know what? This doesn't actually work like I thought it did. We're going to have to change how this is written. Um, so, so, but also with James Gunn, I, I, I have every confidence that like he would not have submitted this script for pre-production if he wasn't confident that they could roll with it as it is at the moment again like but like yeah like they can't actually start shooting this until this especially because now sag is in the process of voting to strike correct in support of the wga and if this if sag goes on strike um get ready for a lot more reality television kids because that's what happened last time or ai becomes in use a lot more for actors <laughs> in which at which point at which point the strike will never end yeah i i, I hate everything to do with the, with this ai shit it's... on so many different levels it's a mess it's a nightmare it's it creates too much gray area it creates too many what ifs yeah and the fact that the fact that they would even be considering it as an option to me is disgusting yeah. And that's my that's my soapbox moment for today. No, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get into AI a different day. But no, I think so. This is, yeah. yeah. So I would say this is he has said he's not filming till January. Yeah. So you've got six months from now. Yeah, we're recording this on June 1st. Yeah. So, so you got six months from now for him to do whatever he needs to do. He, Like I said, you could do everything and just be ready to pull the trigger the moment the writer strike goes off. Yeah. And... Um, but, but also to, to go to back a little bit back to the Ryan Reynolds thing, even if they're filming and they can't change anything, that does all that sounds like to me is you've got a budget for pickup shots <laughs> or yeah. you do it all. Cause look, you're not seeing his face. You do it all in voiceover. So yeah. it's not an impossible thing, but you just have to tread lightly. And I, and I think, like, yeah, the James Gunn knows the deal. He knows how to make this work. He's going to make sure this happens the way it needs to, because, you know, do we have any more gun stuff? Because otherwise I was going to roll. Um, well, I was I was going to say um, that it just I I worry that we're edging close to a Superman lives situation 
which is all the because on one hand you look at it as cool you've got all this time now while the strike's going on to get all your ducks in a row to go ahead and roll camera on day one what i worry about is we get all this shit set up and then plug gets pulled um yeah. that's that's kind of the worst case scenario fear is that we get all this shit set up and then everything just goes south and it's like okay cool now it's not happening um because on the financial side of things a lot of projects have been put on hold until the strike ends yeah that is that is my, a lot on a lot of these things were already in mid production it's a lot of money being spent with no opportunity for return on investment until the strike ends and you can resume production so you know to to take it to a non movie scenario that's what happened with hostess in 2013 they had to declare bankruptcy because their workers were on strike and they were on strike so long they couldn't put anything in production and they couldn't make the money back so they went bankrupt because they couldn't you know make their twinkies to sell to make the money back to make more twinkies yeah so that's especially if sag does end up voting to strike and support a wga that's that's a potential now we're like this has been going on long enough that and we're, we're still not that far removed like covid did a nasty bit of damage to the entertainment industry box office returns have not been what they were pre-covid because a everything's been getting uh uh fast track to streaming after yeah. going into theaters theater attendance has not been back up to what it used to be so the entertainment industry in general is still hurting for money so they're it, it it's just, it's it's man we're 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 got a domino effect going on here if we're not careful it's been going on long enough the strike's been going on long enough now that we're gonna start to see some real damage and it, I, I say that in full support of the WGA. I say that as we're going to see some real damage. So studio heads, get your heads out of get your studio heads out of your studio asses and pay your damn writers so we can stop this nonsense. Well, and it goes to that whole thing of, I don't know if you've ever looked into it, but how vague numbers are for streaming is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No, they never, they no none of the, none of the streaming services ever want to release their numbers. And that's part of what is the strike is tied up in is uh, streaming residuals. That yeah. was a big part of what the WGA was asking for was streaming residuals. Yeah. We want to know streaming numbers and we want to get paid based on streaming numbers. And it wasn't like the studios countered with, oh, how about this instead? They countered with no. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, look, this is this is why you get um, Scarlett Johansson mad about Black Widow. Exactly. Like, you, exactly. How you guys didn't go ahead, you know, get ahead of this and go, oh, yeah, she's going to be out a lot of money. We should probably yeah. figure out a way. Because, I mean, look, I don't know if it's a it's because she was a woman, which I hope it wasn't, or if because this was the swan song of her character and it didn't matter. Yeah. It was like, how did you guys screw this girl over so bad? Because 
because you know it because that was at that interim time when it was not Bob Iger but the other Bob in charge running stuff. Yeah, who is no longer in charge because he sucked. Yeah. and it was one of those they were like, hey, hey, Bob, we're gonna go back to the other Bob because because yeah. because new Bob is kind of the worst Bob. Um, but it was it was a massive misfire, and it's it's great that you know Scarlett Johansson was able to you know get that rectified. But you also got to think, it, this was them screwing over one of the most, like, biggest names in Hollywood at this point. Yeah. Not one of their, apologies for the phrase, but not one of the lowly writers. So if they were willing to screw over Scarlett Johansson like that, yeah, imagine how much they'd be willing to screw over the writers who they have even less respect for. Yeah, so that's where it's like, okay, like, but, but no, I think it just gets yeah. to that point of like, come on, guys, just, yeah. just, just Ugh. something, something, yeah, because trust me, like, even this anyway. is not that, be that complicated, yeah, yeah, anyway, I'm gonna stop, right. I'm gonna go so, moving on from that. Um, <laughs> I got two pieces of flash stuff I want to talk about, okay, let's go. Um, one of which is. Uh, speculative and one of which is me having a rage induced moment okay um so i'm gonna get the rage induced moment out of the way first just so that way it's yeah. sorry so um the director of the flash andy muschietti mm-hmm. um can straight up pardon my language can straight up go fuck himself <laughs> um he dropped this massive spoiler for the flash in an interview with esquire magazine massive spoiler massive cameo spoiler let me let me be specific here um but you're not going to spoil it right now right i am absolutely not going to say it out loud on this show okay absolutely not because i don't know what here's why i'm so fucking angry (laughs) okay here's why i'm so fucking angry i have gone i had gone out of my way to avoid this spoiler at all costs because because every Every shitty movie website, every shitty nerd website on the internet was running with this story. Some of which were putting the spoiler in the headline or in their article image. And I had been really good about avoiding this spoiler until last week. I was driving back from a gig in Kentucky and hit some nasty potholes, had to get some work done on my car. So I'm taking my car to the shop the next morning. And I'm in the lobby waiting in line to check in and, and leave my key with, with, the, with the lady at the desk. And Mix 107.7 in Dayton, Ohio, I'm calling you out directly, was the radio station playing. And the host and one of the hosts on the morning show just blurted out the spoiler. No warning. It wasn't like, hey, guys, spoiler warning for for this you know here's they were just like so in other news spoiler and i was like you gotta be i out loud in the lobby of the auto shop was like you gotta be kidding me (laughs) i don't know what makes them think that is okay and then a couple days later comicbookresources.com one of the worst hot take movie websites on the internet straight up posts on facebook you know director reveals that and then includes the spoiler and puts a special made image up spoiling the spoiler and i'm just like is this what we've turned into this this is what we've turned into just 
fuck everybody it's 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 infuriating and this shit needs to stop so i'm just getting this off my chest because i have a public forum in which to do so but andy muschietti director of the flash you're a fucking idiot for spoiling that to begin with and then to every every outlet in the internet that has run with this story and spoiled this for people equally go fuck yourself <laughs> like just just go fuck yourselves all across the board okay anyway the flash <laughs> is uh um uh the rap as well as other resources are run uh currently saying that the flash is looking at a uh 75 plus million dollar box office projection for opening uh uh open i think it's opening day or opening weekend um opening weekend i think yeah um what you're saying is lower than they were hoping for it's because it's considerably lower than the op- than the than the opening of matt reeves the batman but it's also better than uh black adam's opening weekend and shazam's opening weekend now the flash has been uh listed as being a very expensive movie it's been delayed quite a bit and it's also kind of the the reset button crux that we're holding on to to go ahead and get forward with the rest of what james wants to do with dc a 75 million dollar opening weekend does seem kind of like a low projection for now i don't know how they figure out these projections because you're not going to know until the actual fucking weekend how things (laughs) go but um that does seem a little low um matt what do you think about this um, I had a similar thought to somebody else who I was listening to, and this is this is like, look, <clears throat> any film that's been hugely successful is not their opening weekend. It's because people keep going back. Yeah. You know, um, you know, something like frozen or greatest showman, they didn't have a gigantic opening weekend. It's just that people kept going to see those movies over and over and over again so if your movie's really good and people love it and you get a good word of mouth people are just going to keep seeing it so i know you the the trend nowadays is like 100 million weekend 100 million weekend means the movie's going to be successful yeah so i just think like like one chill out about it but number two at the same time like when's dc truly had a successful film in the movie theaters. It's been a bit. I mean, you, been a bit. I don't count any Batman property because duh. But yeah. if you can't if you can't turn a profit with a Batman movie, you goofed. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you really think about like, I mean, look at you've got the obviously Shazam, Black Adam, total bombage, and justifiably so for multiple different reasons. Yeah. Um, before that. The Suicide Squad was the last film to come out for DC in theaters. Yeah. I mean, League of the Super Pets, which was decently successful. It was. It was a kids' movie. Yeah, which was, it was actually great. I really liked that movie. I haven't seen it. Do what? I haven't seen it. Okay. It, it like it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. Yeah. Um, I I didn't mind. Hold on, I'm trying to f- see the DC. No, I'm film looking. slate last 10 years so yeah i like looking at the past i want to say 10 years because that goes all the way back to man of steel which is insane that it's been 10 years but 
really honestly, their last quote unquote successful movie was Aquaman, which is in 2018. And I say that because there is an idiotic expectation that a successful movie break for comic books breaks a billion. So you have Shazam, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which didn't even hit the theater, The Suicide Squad, Black Adam, and Shazam Fury of the Gods. None of those movies were gigantic financial hits for DC. Like Shazam did well enough for them to do a sequel. Well, but you, Birds of I, I know I know you're not a fan, but Joker was a massive hit. I guess that's true. Joker, yeah, Joker. Joker was made on a Deadpool budget of 55 million and it crossed the billion dollar mark and won two Oscars. Um, yeah, but I'm going to put that under the Batman envelope of <laughs> That's that's fair, but 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 if we're if just for the sake of posterity, it's like that was a rated R movie that people were having trepidations about seeing because of what they thought it was going to be about and it it crossed it, it beat the Deadpool record. It crossed a billion dollars. Um until Deadpool two came out, <laughs> yeah, um, and it, it was it was again it was one and it was one of those rare comic book movies that got Oscar gold. So, um, yeah. but yeah, outside of Batman movies, the last true success they had in the theater was Aquaman. Yeah, and for the Sh most part, Shazam did okay. Shazam did okay. Like I said, it did well enough for them to do a sequel. But the the big thing with that is, um, you know. The Flash is part of this universe. The Flash has yeah. nothing to do with the, it. It appears that we're at the point where most audiences understand that the Batman is its own thing, that the Joker thing was its own thing. When you're talking about this series of films that the last five, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, The Suicide Squad, Black Adam, and Shazam, no one went to go see. Yeah. And, and you know, like, look, The Suicide Squad give or take whatever you want to say about that film. No one talks about it anymore. Mm. No, you know, it, it, it was came a, and went quickly. It was, um, especially cause well, and, and again, there's you all, something to also keep in mind is that anything that came out between 2020 and 2022 gets a big old asterisk next to it because we were in the middle of the pan of the height of the pandemic. So yeah. it's hard to say, cause I mean, cause, cause uh, wonder woman 84 had the simultaneous release in theaters and on streaming and also just wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> the, the Suicide Squad was a very good movie. It had the stink of the first Suicide Squad on it. And again, in the middle of the height of the pandemic, people, theaters weren't selling as many tickets, A, because they were restricting how many tickets they were selling. You know, there was yeah. a period of time where if you, you know, like on, on my Cinemark mobile app, I couldn't select a seat that was within one seat of another already purchased ticket. Yeah. So they were severely limiting for COVID reasons. Who could, how many people could even go to the theater. And also people just weren't as keen to go to the theater because COVID. Um, oh, so when, when we showed my wife's movie, lady Lawman, here locally at the Cinemark, they were just happy people were going to be there, but they still had to go by restrictions. Yeah. So we could, we have 30 people per theater. Yeah. Bro, we had like 200 people come watch that movie. We took over half that this place. That's wild. <laughs> Three or four theaters that were playing this little nonsense movie. I'm going to say nonsense like bad, but just not a thing. But for them, it was like we were filling up these theaters. Yeah. All those people are buying concessions. 
And that was at a time where people were starting to go back to being out. But anyway, so so all that to all that to mean that like DC hasn't had a win, hasn't had a big win in a while. Um, and other than other outside of the Batman, they haven't had a, a huge win since again their last two big wins were Aquaman and Joker. Shazam, the first Shazam turned a decent profit um and was well received it's just it came out in the middle of like captain marvel and endgame so, so it yeah. didn't stand a chance um it's ironic that shazam part of the reason shazam didn't do all theaters was because of captain marvel there's there's an irony there um the thing the thing with the flash though to, to bring us all back to the flash is that you people need to remember that this is a movie coming out with a problematic lead so it's already kind of got one hand tied by it because a lot of people don't want to go see this movie because they don't want to support Ezra Miller. It'd be the same thing if they – the similar thing happened with the last Fantastic Beast movie. People were turned off to, to J.K. Rowling and had a problem with them recasting Johnny Depp amidst all the Amber Heard stuff. So yeah. – and it's – it it also play you know it might not seem like it's playing into it, but the whole Jonathan Majors situation over in the Marvel camp is also having an influence on this because people are looking at these rumors circulating that they're they're gonna get rid of Jonathan Majors, and they're like, how come when this guy does it, they're like, yeah, no, you out, goodbye. Whereas with Ezra Miller, they're like, oh, you'll be fine. It, it's okay. We'll let this one slide. You know. Jonathan Majors, all that stuff has been have, have there's a lot of evidence that looks bad for him, but like there has there's been no trial date or anything like that. Whereas Ezra Miller, like there is video footage of him doing <laughs> truly terrible things. Um, and it, 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 I think people, I think so, I think that's another that's you cannot discount that as a reason as to why this movie probably has a lower projection because they're probably not seeing the pre-sales they want to see. Cause a lot of people are like, yeah, no, we're good. Yeah. We're, we kind of don't want to go see him in this movie. People don't want to support. I don't buy into that camp, but I understand people who do. If you don't yeah. want to support somebody, I, I'm not going to fault you. Um, I, was, I was on the fence about it. Honestly, if it weren't for the fact that I get, cause I'm, I'm a Cinemark Cinemark club member. So I get freebies. If, if yeah. I didn't have freebies, we'd probably be reviewing this movie a lot later than we're going to. Because <laughs> I, 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 I did the same thing with Dungeons and Dragons, and that was not even nearly the same case, um, which was, you know, I was pissed off at Hasbro. So I waited till it was on streaming, and I, it was one of those, I just, my mom, my mom was like, hey, let's watch Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, really? All right, mom. Did, cool. did you like it? Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Dragon <laughs> Dragon's movie rules. Um, yeah, but that suffice to say, with the Flash, if I didn't have a freebie, I probably I wouldn't be paying to go see it in theaters because I, I I'm hit or miss when it comes to the whole separating art from the artist thing. You know, when it comes to not seeing a movie because of a problematic actor, as somebody who has made movies with actors who later became problematic. I understand the 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 pulling the pulling of of both ends of, of the rope of like I'm really proud of this movie and I really want people to see it but and, and, but you know I don't feel I feel weird putting out a movie that 
is gonna like support this bad person but also as my lawn guy just happens to get here right in the middle of recording this um at the same time a lot of people worked on my movie who did excellent work and i wanted them to be able to show off their work so and that was a small thousand dollar budget uh a seven minute short short horror film this is a multi-million dollar operation with hundreds of people's work on it including writers who are currently on strike so it's it it makes me go i understand why they still want to put this movie out you don't want one shitty person's bad actions to uh overcast the hard work that a lot of people put into it so i but like but yeah, i can totally see anybody who says they're not going to see the flash because they don't want to support ezra miller I, yeah i get it i totally get it i i, I I'm, not, I'm not looking at those people like uh you're out of your mind no i get it i totally get it yeah i'm kind of in the same camp it, I, I'm, I'm getting to go see it for free so <laughs> you know I, that, that that's I, that's how i'm resolving it also look you put michael keaton as batman in the movie i, I you're, you're yeah. killing me Here, here's my thing with the ezra miller thing i've seen that video of that thing with him and that girl i i feel like that is stage beyond staged but that's I don't just know about that I don't, I it just it. it just seems stage beyond staged but on on uh, the other side of that is the there's Either too many other videos of other terrible things. No, happening. I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> that. My, my thing is this. Either everybody's accountable and you hold everybody at the same accountability level yeah. or you don't. And the problem is there's no. If, if DC, if Disney's getting rid of uh, Jonathan Kevin Majors. Majors, then Warner Brothers, you should yeah. have. And this is where you get into that weird thing of there's no even gauge. And I want death? to. Well, to, to, keep, to keep it to keep it in the Warner Brothers camp, yeah. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, they they pulled Johnny Depp out of Fantastic Beasts so fast, and recast. Now, granted, they recast with Mads Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen can do no wrong. Yeah. Whereas Amber Heard, still an Aquaman too. Yeah. Even Fla- though clearly wrong <laughs> beyond wrong in the situation. Yeah. Which that that try actually I was scrolling through Facebook memories today. That conviction came down today a year ago or two yeah, a year ago today so like the double standard it, it's now again different regime completely different regime at warner brothers dc at the time you know but yeah like you said like there's there's got to be consistency there's got to be a standard here and yeah. and there's not one they treat it all on a case-by-case business and i and i case-by-case basis and I kind of get that, but also fuck Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, I, think, yeah. I think the only thing, and this may go against, cause I, I think I saw otherwise. I think that the biggest thing that's probably helping is I don't think he's coming back. Oh, like, after I, this no. Like I think the dir- I think the director said he would not recast him, but it's not the director's call anymore. Yeah, it's James Gunn's call. Yeah, as, exactly. It's like yeah. Oh, the director can sit there and say all he wants. Like I'm not going to recast him, um, which I think says more about the director than anything else. Again, Andy Muschietti, go f yourself. Um, I but if James, if if I have any amount of faith in James Gunn, 
he as much as he has, has come out and said he thinks the flash is an and again there's a difference between saying the flash is an excellent movie and i stand by ezra miller yes like anytime he's talked about the flash james gunn just says it's a really good movie and it looks really good yeah he's not he's not coming out in defense of ezra miller you know again all those decisions were made before he came on board so to, to, to the point you made there's no way Ezra Miller is because a it's going to be a long time before they do another flash movie long time but with as much trouble as this movie has caused them they're not yeah. going to unless it makes over a billion dollars they're not touching the flash again for a long time and I don't see that happening because of all the bullshit surrounding this movie yeah well, and, and the thing of it is, is, ultimately, they need to win. And if they feel this movie is really, really good, and this is going to be their win, their first really huge win in a long time, um, like, cool. Because I think you said on the phone the other day, Guard of the Galaxy 3 proved there is no superhero fatigue. Yeah. It's just that these movies are not good. Just got to put out a good movie. Yeah. Which I still don't movie. understand the Ant-Man thing, but that's just, that's the second. No, I don't it? either. Ant-Man, <laughs> Ant-Man, the Wasp Quantumania should have made a lot more money than it did. Speaking of movies that should have made a lot more money than they did. <laughs> so Matt finally saw Shazam Fury of the Gods on HBO Max. It's the only name that app ever needs to go by. Um, I'll ask you flat. Cause I, 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 I talked about it when, when it came out and I just said like, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I really liked the movie. I think the movie is a lot of fun. I think it it felt like a, what if they did a brave and the bold, but for Shazam and made it into a movie, it was just, it was, it was fun. It was, which is what Shazam needs to be. Um, Matt, what did you think of it? It was fun. I'm (laughs) my wife and I both kind of said that was fun. Yeah. I didn't need to see it in the theater. I, I was not bothered that we watched it at home. Um, I, I think if you watch the honest trailer for Shazam two, it is everything I have a problem with. (laughs) I'll have to watch that. I haven't seen that yet, but okay. Then I won't say, I won't spoil anything until you watch it, but it's like, I don't know how to, it's just not right. The first one wasn't right. Something's off. Something's off. And I don't know if, and it's, I think this is where it's to me, Shazam is similar to Dick Grayson Robin. Okay. It only works if the kid is young and Shazam is old. Okay. It, to me, it only works that way. And I think getting a dude, you you had to cast a teenager for the first one. It's been five years, and now you have this one, dude. The guy who plays Billy Batson looks like he's you know <laughs> a, a linebacker in college almost. Like I'm yeah. like that is not a teenager. I'm sorry. You could well, tell that's me why they had the they had the problem with um uh uh what's her name uh Rachel Ziegler or uh not Rachel Ziegler she uh, uh Grace Curry who plays Mary is they they because they had two different actors playing her in the first one because they had young and then older but now they're like yeah no she's an adult so it's just going to be the same actress for both yeah i don't know how nobody recognizes her but uh um we just change your hair and makeup a little bit i guess um i I, here's what here's 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 what i'll say as far as as things about the movie that 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 bugged me a little bit 
I wanted more of them as the kids. Like when they're in the Shazam layer, the cave or whatever, and they're sitting around having the conversations and all that. I think they, I think that whole scene should have been them as kids. Yes. Because there's this, there's this, there's two stories kind of happening with, with, with Shazam, with Billy in this movie. And it's, it's the main plot. And there's also that thing where he's afraid of aging out of the foster care system and thinking that they're just going to get rid of him. I kind of wish that had been the movie. I think that's a more inter- the the stuff with the Greek gods and all that is it's it's it's, it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Is it? Um, <laughs> it's cool on paper. Um, I don't think it needed to be tied to Freddy. Like that because I don't know. Ultimately, I had a lot of fun. I laughed when I was supposed to laugh. Yes. Um. All all the jokes land. All the jokes land. Like 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 an arrow hitting a bullseye this movie is nothing if if not like like precision comedy it is very good um can can we can we talk about that absolute waste of a wonder woman cameo though oh that was pathetic in so many different ways so bad i don't know why the one in the dream is fantastic the one in the dream with jive and hansu where you don't see her and then he turns around and it's driving yeah. on face. Excellent. 10 out of 10. No notes. Having her just show up out of nowhere at the end to be the thing that fixes everything is so bad. No, it, it makes little to it. I don't know why she's there because if they had her the whole time, she would have been in the dream sequence. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a pickup, a rewrite or whatever. No, I thought that was ridiculous. The other thing I I have to, I have to, because it's the biggest problem. Like Billy Batson, the guy who plays Billy Batson and Zachary Levi playing Shazam, they're not playing the same damn character. No, they're not. In any way, shape or form. They're absolutely not. And And it's even worse in this one. And it sucks because Zachary Levi does an amazing job doing this adult caught in a kid's body, but yeah. then the kid should have been 12. Yeah. The way of, he's of, acting, the kid, should, the, Billy Batman's too old. Of the two of them, Zachary Levi is more on point than Asher Angel, who's playing young Billy. Young Billy. Yeah. Zachary Levi has got, is, I, I think, I don't know if it's a way they were written problem or the way they're acting. I, I can't really figure out which one it is. But I buy Zachary Levi Shazam based on what I know of Shazam a lot more than I buy Asher Angel as Billy Batson. Correct. And I feel like like it's almost to the point where like, are there two different writers? Are one writer writing Billy Batson stuff and one writer's writing Shazam stuff and they're for some reason never talking to each other? Are because two, the, the characters just don't match. And that's my yeah. biggest problem with the first one. And it's a, even more of a problem with this one because... Like I said, I, the fact that Billy Batson looks like he's 26 <laughs> is just like so weird. But that's what happens when you cast a teenager in a movie that well, isn't yeah. you're like you're if you're lucky, you get a Tom Holland who yeah. doesn't age for 15 years and he can be, yeah. you know, college <laughs> Spider-Man, teenage Spider-Man forever. But you just well, don't and, and have the that weird part is, is Asher Angel is only 20 years old. He's playing an 18 year old. So it's not that far removed. He just grew the hell up. 
Yes. Um, like the Which, kid, like the kid in Stranger Things who plays, um, ah, crap. Uh, the basketball player one in season four. Yes. The, the um, um, Terry McGinnis. Your, your pick for Terry McGinnis. <laughs> yes. He grew the hell up between seasons three and four. So now you see why I picked him. I, no, not really. But he, oh, <laughs> he grew like a foot and a half between between those two seasons. He turned um, from a kid to like a pseudo man. Yeah. Between season three. And, and his voice dropped 15 octaves. Uh, yeah. so, um, so that's kind of what happened here is, is like the kid playing him is is about the right age for the story. But he's not. But when you take into account the fact that they have uh, a Grace Curry playing both versions of Mary and, and her age isn't much different from Billy's. It doesn't quite totally make sense. Yes. Um, ultimately, what this boils down to is that Zachary Levi is a great Shazam. And I don't like to, to rag on young actors too much, but the kid's 20, so I don't care anymore. He's an adult. Um, I just think it's the wrong pick for the kid to play Billy. It needed yes. a different. And he, he needed to be younger. I don't want to see 18-year-old. Because then, again, it goes into the question of, well, why is she staying the same if she's already an adult versus, I don't know. Um, some of the, and then the, the only other thing that I had the big problem with is I have zero understanding why Helen Mirren and, um, Lucy Liu are in this movie. Other than just, other than just, they're there to be, uh, these, you know, to be names, like, yeah, to be these people, to be these, these, uh, these gods and goddesses or whatever, these enemy gods. They, it literally, like to me, I just went and I said, and I said, look, Helen Mirren is an amazing actress. There's bar none, very few. Her her and Lucy Liu were both very good in the movie. Yes. Like the the problem wasn't them. (laughs) Yeah. It's not that they're bad. They're not bad in their performance per se, but there's, to me, I go like, I don't understand why they're not all the same age. And you didn't just cast Joe Nobodies to be these parts. They're not big parts. They're not intense acting things. You know, you're not talking about Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men where you need a power performance. Like Lucy Liu spends most of her time on screen riding around on a CGI dragon. Like we're not looking for top talent here. And that was what just, I just kept the whole movie going like, I don't understand why she did this. Mm. Like, I don't understand why Helen Mirren's in this film in any way, shape or form. You know, it makes a little more sense of why she's in Fast and Furious, but you know, whatever. Everybody needs a paycheck. But I just, I just kind of was like, that was, I just like, this makes, like, and I know they hung a lampshade on it and tried to, like, I don't understand why you guys are so vast the ages, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's just like, yo, you're just trying to write yourself. I, that was my only, like, because Helen Mirren, Helen Mirren is having a blast in this movie. Yes. I was really worried. I was like, is she going to come into this and half ass it? Because, like, not that Helen Mirren ever has a half asses anything, but is she going to feel like this is beneath here? No, nah, she's having fun. No, Helen she was in it. Fun yeah. in this movie. They're both in it, but it just doesn't, yeah. to me, it just doesn't make any sense. You should have cast them all mid twenties. Well, and, it, and just gone with that thing. Cause it doesn't even explain why they're so vastly different in ages. Well, and here's, here's the, and I, I know it sounds like I don't like this movie. I really like this movie. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Here's the prop. The biggest problem I think is that it draw all it, all that this, the, the issue with the villains and all that, all this really does 
is draw even more attention onto <laughs> the glaring problem with the Shazam trilogy because I'm including Black Adam in this, and that is that is Black Adam. Yeah, that this is the third movie in this set of in this little pocket story arc, and these two still haven't crossed. Not, not even in the post credit scene. Yeah, nothing. So, I I just I I don't. <laughs> it just draws more attention to the fact that we don't have Black Adam and Shazam interacting with one another and and they should have by now he should have yes. been the villain for shazam 2 i'm sorry he just should have it should have gone shazam 1 does what it needs to do and sets up something for black adam and then black adam comes out and that goes into shazam 2 where they finally fight yeah it should have been in this movie it didn't need to be something else because they clearly weren't setting up for it for them to fight in shazam 3 that's never happening it's Correct. not like the post credit scene set up for the final showdown between these two in in the in the sequel that's never going to happen. It yeah. was hey they it was it was Harcourt and Economo showing up saying hey we want you to join uh, the Justice Society and and he's like eh, and then they back off and then the, the weird post scene with Mister Mind that I I don't understand why they're choosing to die on the Mister Mind Hill but. Did I leave before? Maybe I stopped the movie was, before that happened. There was a second okay. post credit scene um, with, with Mr. Mind again. Yeah, and it, it, it's a waste of a post credit scene. It's simply just he he comes back and he's like, "Okay, I'm ready for the next part of my plan." And he's like, "And um and uh, what's his what's his name? Uh, Savannah from the first one is like, I've been waiting for years." And he's like, "Well, I'm small. It takes me a long time to move." And he's like, "Hang on, I got to get something else." And he's like, "I'll be back in a few more years." And I'm like, "This is dumb." This is really dumb. I waited in the theater for this. Really? 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 <laughs> what, like the fact that there has been no, like, like they have spent absolutely zero time across three movies setting up any kind of confrontation between Shazam and Black Adam. Yeah. And that's a no, big misfire. And oh. I also, I also think the fact that Black Adam sucked eggs is part of the reason why this movie didn't do well at the box office. Oh, it's completely, this movie didn't get any word of mouth. And then you look, <laughs> I, I kind of like Zachary Levi, but him getting on Instagram. That was sad. was like, you should have just said, please go see my movie. Please go see my movie. I don't want to lose my job. Please go see my movie. That would have been much more. Um, what is that called? Oh gosh. You would have kept some monocle of respect. Some integrity. Me. Yeah. There you go. Just anything besides like whining about how yeah. the rock screwed you. Yeah, that was rough. That was not a good look. Um, but I feel bad for the dude. Like I do but... too. This movie did not deserve to bomb like it did. No, I don't think so. Like, like people are like, oh, we'll see. That means the movie. Like I had friends tell me, oh, it didn't make any money. That means it's bad. No, this movie. Like, I don't think this was, this was not the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen by any stretch of the imagination. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a fun, fun time at the theater. It did not deserve to, to absolutely just bomb like, like, a, like it did at the theater. I'm trying to think of a metaphor and I couldn't think of anything. Well, uh, and this is, yeah, this is where, like, again, this is, this is the film that leads into the flash. Totally understand why nobody wants to go see the flash. You've got yeah. too many, too many uphill battles with this movie. And I'm like, I'm going to go see it. 
you know, I stupidly looked up the 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 spoiler you were talking about, and if Why? that's true, because <laughs> I, I don't, out, I went out of my way to not spoil it. <laughs> I know, but that's why I didn't say what it was. And if yeah. that's a, if that's a, if that's actually real, uh, I, maybe I don't want to go see this movie. <laughs> well, I think I think it's just meant to be a fun cameo. I'm not yeah. going to. I don't want to get into it. But anyway, um, we'll talk about that off the mic. But anyway, as far as Shazam: Fury of the Gods goes, like it's just it just shows that the old because this this is still very much a product of the old guard at DC. Yes. And it's, if anything, if you want a testament to how just how much the old guard did not have a plan for their DC films, look at the Shazam trilogy. Yeah. There is no greater indication of how, of how much they were making it up as they went than the fact that we had three Shazam movies, two Shazam movies and a Black Adam movie. And at no point do is there any indication like the most interaction these characters have with each other is in the first Shazam movie when Billy Batson's first learning about the Shazam champions and we see this little uh, uh, light hologram of a figure that's I guess is supposed to be Black Adam, but you don't actually see its face. So like that's it. See, and this is the thing that I look at with this is like. I would have loved to seen Zachary Levi interacting with Henry Cavill, Superman. Yeah. Um, you know, Aquaman, like those, you know, Batman, those guys, and just seeing them do the, like, what is going on with this guy? Yeah. So yeah, it is, it is, it's unfortunate that like, look, <clears throat> I'm surprised they haven't announced it, but we, I think we all know he's done. I, I'll be very surprised Zach Levi? That Zachary Levi does not continue as Shazam. Like I, uh, I would be yeah. surprised if he does. It sucks because I, I think he's really good and I would love to see him continue. But yeah, yeah. this that that runs over. And um it's unfortunate. It is. It's a, it's it's an absolute bummer. It again, like not not the best movie I've ever seen, but I it's 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 just it's a lot of fun. The stuff with the sentient quill, the sentient pen, yes, writing the letter, I laughed so hard. When yeah. Helen Mirren is re- is reading that letter and it's so full of all their side conversations, I laughed so hard. Yeah, uh, it, I that, and also I love that Jaiman Hansu, a was back uh, and B pops up at the end, looking like Doctor Midnight, dressed, dressed like Papa Midnight from Papa Constantine, Midnight. who he played, and I was like, yeah, I know that suit. That's not who you're gonna become, but. Nice Easter egg. I I really appreciate that. That's fantastic. I I really like that. I just yeah. Th- th- if there's one thing I can say about this movie is man, is it funny? And it's yes. supposed to be. It's meant to be funny. The the fact that you know we use Skittles to to, to get the unicorns was man. Megan Megan Good understood the assignment. Yeah. Megan Good understood. I'm playing a six year old. It was it was it was it. I, I did. I, I had fun watching it. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. And yeah. I completely can see why like, all right, cool. That was good job, Zach. But uh, we yeah. don't need you back anymore, which sucks. Yeah, it's a bummer. I liked him a lot. Yeah. I, like, I really do. I like him a lot in this movie. He if, if it, he was one of those castings when they announced Zachary Liu, I was playing Shazam. I think pretty much everybody around the world was like, yeah, no, that tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually, usually, it's, usually it's people going, 
really? For Zachary Levi, it was just, yeah, huh? yeah, I'm on board with that. That works. So, so there you have it, guys. Uh, I think we're all caught up. I think yes. we're all caught up. I'm sure as soon as we post this episode, some other new piece of news is going to drop. And we'll <laughs> look like idiots. And I'm going out of town again this weekend, so won't be able to fix it. But we'll talk about it again next week. That's um, perfect. Uh, so, hey, listen, uh, uh, real quick, just to, just to uh, tidy up some things here uh, uh, on, on the back end. Um, don't forget, we are doing monthly, every, last Friday of every month, we're doing a breakdown of the live-action Batman movies in release order. Uh, we just did Batman 1989 last week, so go check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, the end of this month, we'll be doing Batman Returns, which will coincide with the fact that the week before that, we'll be reviewing The Flash. And which works because it's it's Michael Keaton's last appearance as Batman with his return as Batman in, in the Flash, so that's coming. Um, and uh, as always, make sure you guys uh, follow us on Twitter. We are on Twitter at We Are the Batman, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Shea. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. J Ninja. That will do it for this episode of We Are the Batman. We'll see you guys again next time. Same bat time, same bat podcast channel. Bye bye.